Seems like with everything that's going on in the world today, we all need a moment to just chill out. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. Over the last few months, we've gone from no sports anywhere to sports on television everywhere. Coors Light is the official beer of watching any sport or any team. So whether you're watching the Longhorns or the Long Bowling Championship, crack open the mountain cold refreshment of a Coors Light. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies, a perfect moment to unwind. Make sure your refrigerator is always stocked with plenty of Coors Light. Get Coors Light and the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. So the next time life forces are coming at you hard, take a moment, stop and reset, and reach for a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is the Longhorn Confidential for Thursday, October 29th. I'm Danny Davis with the Austin American Statesman. I'm joined by Mike Craven. Mike, say hello to the people. Some angry, angry and upset people at this, at this, at this moment, and we'll get into that in a second. Everybody breathe. Hello. How's it going? Well, um, Mike, we are recording this late on Wednesday night, a little later than we normally record, but some big, big news happened on the 40 acres. Since you're the recruiting guy, I'll let you kind of kind of break the news that everyone kind of knows by now, but what happened with the 2022 class? Yeah, so Wednesday night uh, around 9 o'clock, five-star quarterback Quinn Ewers, Southlake Carroll backed away from his commitment. Uh, he was one of three pledges for the 2022 class, clearly the biggest. You know, I think the 2021 class had almost gotten a pass because of Ewers' involvement in 2022. I think it was like, you know, okay, the 2021 class, 17th in the nation, that's not great for Texas, uh, but it looks like they're doing great things in 2022. They already got a five-star quarterback top-ranked quarterback in the country. Uh, looks like they're going to be fine. Now with this loss, I think it amplifies everything. Not that great on the field so far. Been disappointing on the field. Now you don't have kind of that next, you know, great hope to kind of point at and go, okay, he's going to be the next savior of the program. So uh, kind of back to the drawing board for Texas at the quarterback position. They have Charles Wright, a three-star from Austin High in the 2021 class. Now no commitments in 2022. Of course, they feel good about Hudson Card and Jaquin and Jackson, even Casey Thompson already on campus post-SAM. But uh, definitely a big blow on recruiting. You know, I'm a big believer in, you know, one guy never makes or breaks a program. We've seen plenty of five-star guys, even at Texas, like a Garrett Gilbert, uh, you know, not come in and live up to the hype. So there's no guarantee, you know, Texas just lost the next Dan Marino or anything like that. Uh, but he's a really good football player. He's ranked. Uh, as the number one quarterback in the nation in 2022 for a reason. He was drawing comparisons to, to Trevor Lawrence at Clemson. I saw him Friday night. He looked fantastic. Uh, so definitely a big loss. Definitely one Texas fans and Texas coaches will feel, feel a little bit. Um, you know, but I'm always going to say the results on the field matter a lot more than the recruiting. And if Texas figure out a way to win and turn it around on, on campus, I think that's probably the best way to fix some of the ailments off, off the field and in recruiting. Uh, Quinn kind of broke the news in a Twitter post on Wednesday night. Um, in it, he, he didn't get into too much specifics, but he did mention that, you know, these, these are weird times. Um, he kind of come to some self-realizations that maybe he didn't give this the proper thought. He also hinted, though, that he's going to have an announcement soon about, you know, where he kind of wants to, you know, spend these next, uh, I guess, four years once he actually gets to college. Um, so maybe he does have a school in mind. But – 
do you have any idea why this happened? Um, not to put you or Mike Roach on the spot, but you guys talked to Quinn last Thursday and Quinn said, told you both in an interview that, you know, he was a hundred percent committed and granted, I don't think it's fair to hold those words against Quinn. He wasn't going to tell you guys, Hey, I'm only 75% committed or 50% committed. Like, right. you know, that, right. that'd be, he, he would, he would never say something like that, but did you have any indication this was going to happen or do you know why? Yeah. I mean, you had kind of heard some stuff. There were some rumors and clearly with Texas not playing that great on the field and with some rumors circling around about Tom Herman and everybody on social media clamoring for urban Meyer and stuff, you know, it, a lot of things pointed to some instability and that means that it's probably going to be hard to keep, you know, the best player in 2022 committed when you're not even sure if Tom Herman's going to be there and stuff like that. So, you know, it definitely was some uh, tea leaves out there to read, but nothing concrete. And then you talk to him and he definitely seemed like a guy who was concentrating more on his football season uh, than on his commitment. Uh, but, you know, I think Ohio State is in the lead, and I think maybe in August there was some questions about if the Big Ten was even going to play and kind of what was going to happen there. And you know, I think there was just a lot of negative stuff going around there. Texas, uh, you know, back in August, you know, they hadn't played a game yet, so everybody kind of thought Texas was going to be really good this year, compete for a Big 12 title, maybe even a college football playoff since the Big Ten and the Pac-12 weren't even going to be in it. Flash forward two months, Ohio State's playing again. That offense looks fantastic. Garrett Wilson's over 100 yards. You look at Texas, they're floundering a little bit. You know, I think it was just one of those things. He didn't want to answer those questions throughout the year all the time and have a bunch of guys like me on the Texas beat at them all the time. So he went ahead and made the decision. And I would expect if my money was on it, I would think Ohio State gets announced by the end of the year. Now, a little inside baseball for us. We actually originally recorded this podcast on Wednesday afternoon um, for our Thursday, our weekly Thursday look at recruiting. And our podcast was a lot about Quinn um, since you had visited him last Thursday. We had an interview with him. We had talks, you know, discussions about what kind of quarterback he was. And one of the talking points we had, fittingly, was Quinn's only a junior. How hard was it going to be for Texas to hold on to this commitment for two years? And one of the things we discussed was just, I think a lot of people forget, and you can kind of see that by mentions and people freaking out on message boards, is these are literally kids. I mean, these are 16, 17-year-olds who, um, you know, they're, they're not adults. They're figuring out the world. They're trying to figure out this stuff, and they're being asked to make one of the biggest decisions in their life. And sometimes their minds are going to change. And that's happened a lot at Texas. This 2021 class had a bunch of ki kids who um, players who committed when they were juniors changed their mind. Uh, Quay Davis being one of them. Um, Jalen Milrow. Well, we'll get to him in a second, but I'm a little curious. Is this just an indication that maybe, maybe people Texas shouldn't be recruiting juniors or it, it that's just too tough to convince commits to stay in a class for two years because so much can change with coaches. So much can change with who's talking to them, looking at them. And this is a big decision for these guys to be making at a really young age. Yeah. I mean, personally, I wouldn't be opposed to some kind of rule where, you know, you couldn't really commit until your senior year, but it would probably happen behind the scenes, you know, regardless of any rule. 
you know, the fact is if you're Texas, you got to recruit the guys when they're young and you got to take commitments, uh, especially from top guys like Quinn when they're ready to give them. Cause they, you know, may not take, may not get them again. You know, if, if you tell them to wait for a little while or whatever, that may turn them off. So, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword, you know, the, the way recruiting has gone, it starts earlier and earlier, especially with phenoms like him. And so, you know, you're not going to tell him no and let him go sniff around more. But the fact is, just because you're verbally committed doesn't mean you're not going to, you know, talk to other coaches and look at other programs, and especially when yours is struggling. So, um, you know, I, I think it's one of those just harsh realities in recruiting right now. The earlier guys commit, uh, the more likely there are to be uh, decommitments just because as a young person, it's hard to, to keep with something that long. And there's just plenty of variables. You know, it's like uh, accepting a job two years before you're going to start. By the time uh, two years passes, I mean, I think even as adults, we would have a hard time feeling the same way in two years as we do, you know, right now. So a lot of things change. Bosses could change, that kind of stuff. So I don't hold it, you know, against him at all. I don't, you know, I don't expect him to have said anything differently to, to Mike Roach and I. I mean, like you said, he's not going to – that's a bigger fire. If if he had come out and said, well, you know, I may decommit next week or whatever, that's a bigger mess than uh, just saying what he said and then decommitting the next week anyway. So um, at the end of the day, they're teenagers. They're figuring life out. They're figuring this stuff out. This is, you know, up to this point, the biggest decision of their life. They have to go through that process. However they feel they need to go through that process, and, uh, you know, I, I think it's kind of weird how, how the re- adults kind of react around the situation. This is a little bit of a double whammy in a sense that when Quinn committed this summer, the very, you know, may have been within the next week or so, Jalen Milrow, who's in the class of 2021 class, probably the best quarterback in the state, decommitted and um, committed to Alabama. So, on one hand, you can say he got an offer from Alabama, and that's uh, that you know may have swayed him. On the other hand, I find it hard to believe that those two things were not related: Quinn's um, commitment and Jalen's decommitment. Um, with that being said, where does Texas go from from here as far as quarterback? Because you essentially just lost two really good. You Texas has essentially lost two commitments from two really good quarterbacks, and they're kind of related to the same timeline. Um, I mean, you can correct me if I'm wrong. That's just kind of how I'm reading it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to pretend that it didn't matter at all. You know, you get a five-star commitment in the class underneath you, and then you decommit and flip to Alabama. I mean, I don't think it was a complete coincidence. Now, if you're trying to run away from competition, quote-unquote, Alabama's probably not the place you'd run. So I, I think that was more of a stylistic writing on the wall. A guy like Quinn Ewers, more of a pocket passer, vertical down the field guy, more of what Mike Yurches is looking for than a true dual threat, half and half run uh, pass kind of dude. And so I think that was more of a, this is where the offense is going. Alabama is more of a running quarterback offense. I'm going to go there. I'm also going to have a chance to win for, compete for national championships. So I don't know if it was all Quinn Ewers that got Jalen off the bus. I definitely think it was uh, uh, the nudge he felt he needed to make that decommitment. Um, and if you're Texas, you know, hey, you think you have something in Casey Thompson at least for a year after Sam Ellinger is gone. You really like Hudson Card and Jaquindon Jackson that you signed in 2020 that because of this year will still be freshmen uh, next year no matter how much they play or don't play. 
And so you don't think the sky is falling. He wasn't even going to show up till 2022. Hopefully if Hudson Card, Jaquinta Jackson, if one of those guys is kind of taken uh, the bull by the horns, you wouldn't need him from another year or two. So I don't think it's as big on the field as maybe it could be if Texas was bare at the quarterback position. But if he turns out to be the next Trevor Lawrence and he's throwing the ball all around at Ohio State, Oklahoma, Texas is still struggling. Uh, it's not going to look good optics-wise, so it's never good to lose um, somebody that big. But I think recruiting is a luxury thing. When it's not great on the field, it's hard to get lost in all these recruiting discussions. Texas has to win football games first and foremost. You can recruit as great as they have over the last three or four years, um, but if you're an average Big 12 team, these are just the things that are going to happen. So until they fix what's going on in the field and until there's stability in the coaching room where you feel confident as a recruit that you're going to play for a head coach that's recruiting you, you're just not going to win these big-time battles. It's just hard to do against programs that are clearly going in a certain direction. I'm sure when you have Quinn Ewers on your board, I mean, you pretty much cross off quarterback and you start planning for 2023, 2024. But if uh-huh. um, you're Texas, you know, are there any – 2022 kids that you I'm kind of putting you on the spot here that you think they may go after they have one right in their backyard we talked about him last week on the podcast uh, Cade Klubnik over at Westlake four-star kid who's been I think Georgia offered him last week so obviously he's he's on the Raiders is that the first phone call you make or there's some other 2022 kids that you really like that Texas uh, probably is going to be a lot more interested in than they were you know 24 hours ago yeah, and if you go back to that podcast last week, you know, I kind of mentioned, hey, if something goes weird with quarterback, you know, uh, you know, and, and the reason I mentioned that is not because I knew anything about Quinn Ewers in a direct sense. It's just because, like we talked about, it's so hard to keep a guy committed for that long. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I don't know if they've done a complete evaluation on every quarterback that, you know, would be on the radar and have picked their top target or two. I think that's probably a little early. Um, but if it's me, that's definitely, you know, my first phone call or two within the state. Uh, Cade fits that mold of what it looks like Texas wants to do. Uh, he's an accurate pocket passer with a good arm who plays with a good system that you, you know, is right down the street. Sam Ellinger's from that same high school. Uh, so a lot of boxes, a lot is, that's definitely the, uh, the, mo- the most common sense answer that I think Texas does. Um, and with his stock rising, I'd be surprised if he doesn't announce a, an offer from Texas within the next week or so. Do you think Texas needs to start worrying about the rest of their 2022 class? Now it's down to two players, Jalen Gilbo, a cornerback from Port Arthur Memorial, Faison Wilson, a Lancaster wide receiver. I don't know if it was one of those things where, you know, these three guys were maybe Jalen not so much since he's not, you know, from the DFW area, but that they're all – linked together and now everyone else starts looking or do you think um those guys are you know set to be longhorns as you know once again thinking what we just talked about about how hard it is to hold on to these commitments for two years yeah i think each of those guys are their own battles you know i, I don't think uh either Faison or jalen picked texas specifically because of quinn ewers or anything like that uh, texas has struggled to keep those guys uh committed you know, probably don't ha- doesn't have anything with any anybody else. It has to do with some of the factors we've talked about. Not winning on the field, there being two years essentially until National Signing Day uh, for them. So uh, a lot of different hurdles that go on to that. You know, I, I definitely think it helps 
to have, you know, a five-star quarterback committed to a program. But at the end of the day, you know, these are all huge decisions individually for these young men um, that they're hopefully not making based on, you know, what other teenagers are doing or not doing. So I guess, you know, we'll get out of here on this. How much should Texas fans be freaking out? Uh, this has obviously been a very strange last couple months, whether it's with the product on the field, whether it's with the eyes of Texas controversy, whether it's with Bevo getting sued as he was uh, last <laughs> week. Um, Texas fans have a lot to be angry about. Some of it is rational. Some of it is um, absurd. I think uh, getting angry about a, what a 16 year old kid does borders on the absurd part of the spectrum, but um, overall, how much should be the Texas fans be freaking out? Cause I'm sure we can both go over to our, the Bevo beat Facebook page right now. And I'm sure it is uh, not the loveliest place in the world. Um, as far yeah, it's as on uh, fire. rational discussions are going. Yeah. I mean, it's not good. You know, I, I, I don't think uh, losing, you know, one of the four or five star quarterbacks from the state, this whole century can be painted as anything other than a bad night. Um, I'd argue it's not on the top three, four, five of the problems ailing the University of Texas football team. And until, you know, those top five are fixed, uh, winning recruiting battles is probably lower on the list of, of priorities. Um, but like I said, it's not a good thing. You know, Quinn Ewers is uh, considered a generational type guy. You know, one of those uh, surefire future NFL dudes is drawing comparisons to, like I said, Trevor Lawrence, Phillip Rivers. Um, so. You know, if you're Tom Herman right now, it's not a good look. And when you're already kind of getting, you know, dragged over the coals, so to speak, at least on social media, um, it's just one more things for fans and boosters and people that aren't on your side to point at and go, look, if the product on the field isn't that great, at least we have this next recruiting class coming up that's supposed to be awesome. Well, now that's not there either. So the product on the field isn't great, even with a lot of really good recruiting. And then you look at the 2021 class, it's going to be the worst class Texas has signed since Charlie Strong was fired. Uh, you look at 2022, now you don't have that kind of, you know, big prize to kind of shine and say, hey, look, we're, we're at least got a lot of momentum off the field and the kids still believe, of, believe in us. There's just less and less things to point at it as good for Tom Herman. I think that's the bigger issue more so than just losing the individual player. It's losing – uh, that ability to point at anything going well. All right, we're going to wrap wrap this up. Um, big news tonight on the 40 Acres. Quinn Ewers, the five-star quarterback from uh, South Lake Carroll, the 2022 class is decommitted from Texas. We'll have to follow him over the next few weeks, months, to kind of see what the next steps in his in his life are. Let me ask you, Mike, um, do you think Texas is completely out on Quinn, or is there a chance that they could – sneak back in or has that ship kind of sailed do you think yeah it sounds like he decommitted de with another school in mind you know like you had kind of mentioned earlier he, he kind of hinted towards another announcement you know happening not too far in the distant future so it sounds like to me that's not a guy who needs to go take visits and figure out more stuff it sounds like a guy who kind of is leaving Texas for another person, like a person who's leaving a relationship who already kind of knows the next person they're going to date. That's, that's what this kind of feels like to me. Uh, you know, maybe if Texas, you know, 
figures it out and Tom Herman gets a vote of confidence and he's going to, you know, maybe, you know, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to say never, uh, but it sounds like Ohio State's going to be the winner in this one. And it's hard to imagine he decommits again from there to go back to Texas. That's just a lot of things that I just don't think that'll happen just because, you know, that just rarely happens. Rarely do guys kind of go back to, to a place they had already decommitted from. All right. Uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here. Um, we'll get back to our normal kind of format for this uh, our Thursday podcast next week, but we needed to break down this news because it's probably one of the bigger stories that we will have um, um, on the recruiting scene. Uh, maybe, maybe this year, next year uh, for, for a couple of years, this is huge news. And Mike was on top of it. You can read his uh, stories on, on the decommitment on hook'em.com. Follow him at Craven Mike on Twitter um, and, you know, follow along uh, with Quinn, too, to see what his next steps are. But this is a Longhorn Confidential. Um, be sure to rate us on the Apple um, the, the Apple app, the Spotify app, wherever you get your podcast. Be sure to rate us and leave us a review. We do appreciate that. We'll be back next week, and uh, thanks for tuning in. Peace.